Hey, my name is Gavin, and I am the producer of Off the Notepad. During the first segment of today's episode, we get a look into the life of a child prodigy who has met their ultimate match, Burnout. I hope you all enjoy this segment, and I will see you at the break. Hi, I'm Halika Campbell. And I'm Victoria D'Angelo. We are two of the greatest creative writing majors in the entire world, just specifically at Linfield University. The best. The greatest. The most legendary. But this podcast isn't about us. It's about writing. Welcome to episode three of Off the Notepad. I was going to try and claim that we were a, um, a podcast that was about convincing your mother that it's okay to join a boy band. Um, we can also talk about that later, but at the moment, writing. Writing. For now. But keep it in mind. So I believe we're following the extremely normal and well-practiced uh, setup we have where we introduce protagonist and then prompts. Yes. I believe it is your turn to introduce protagonist first. Okay. Let's see. For my protagonist, let's do a prodigy kid who has reached burnout. Oh, Victoria, you know I love, like, gifted burnout kids. They're too relatable. <laughs> they are. They're usually... I don't, I don't see a lot of really successful, like, gifted burnout kids in media. Like, it's always the over-the-top, um, constantly on the verge of just throwing themselves off everything. I see a lot of prodigy kids, and I see, like, the... the consequences of growing up as a prodigy kid but i've never seen like burnout like i cannot go through the rest of my life because i have been a prodigy kid Mm-hmm. i'd love to see if we can try and flesh out that arc with some of our prompts yeah so today i've got a couple of fairly vague ones because we talked a bit about seeing how we can build a prompt off of something mm. i think you're gonna like this one and i'm so excited to see how you deal with it okay uh i have three words for you oh that's the prompt virtual reality software virtual. a plot that a plot that revolves around the creation or use of virtual reality software interesting you know, one of my other protagonists I almost chose was an AI. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to see if we can run that one through this as well. But uh -huh. starting with, like, gifted burnout kid, I feel like if we're focusing on burnout, then maybe it's just, a, like, a pure escapism. Burnout mm. kid gets into virtual reality a little too hardcore. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost thought, like, this kid had their hand in the beginnings of this virtual reality being created but couldn't go through with it oh so then did someone else complete it for them yeah yeah Aww. like like what if they're on a team with like 20 adults and they were like the prodigy who was coming up with ideas and then suddenly things were going too fast for them and they couldn't they couldn't keep, keep going oh for the first time in their life they couldn't hit that benchmark yeah that's rough so what is going to be like the a narrative punishment for this gifted burnout kid? Like you're you're in the reality software that you had a hand in creating, but that you never saw finished mm -hmm. and you're going through it. Are you proud of your work or are you are you ashamed because you didn't finish it all? I don't think he's proud of it. Yeah. I don't know about ashamed. I feel like they're definitely going through this thing, trying not to think about how it's their game. Mm -hmm. It's entirely an escapist point of view like 
with an aspect of rage in it too, right? Like they're going through all of these quests and completing them and they're like, just mm, don't talk to me. This is not the real world. Fuck off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I imagine this kid like totally regressing, like going back to middle school, high school, wherever they are, this normal school with kids they'd grown up with. And like all these kids are playing the VR game too. Oh, so just like sneaking in with this maybe other group of kids or like having their own VR adventure. It'd be funny too if the protagonist kept confusing the other like players for friends they had but like dropped because they were working on the software. So it's like there's that instance where they keep um, saying the wrong name and at first the other players are like, I think you're just mispronouncing my username. Like I can't tell but I'm just gonna leave it off but then eventually they get into this massive conflict and it goes, that's not my name. You're not talking to me. Who are you talking to? Yeah. Oh, that'd be so sad. Yeah. I I used to, like, have an idea that I was working with that was, like, this VR escapist thing where this kid who just could not make it in real life learned how to make it in the game. And so they just seriously like fuck off of real life and spend their life in the game and they're like the the most popular character and no one can figure out who they are in real life oh but they're just like absolutely wasting away in real life yeah that's like there's a real tragedy in that too because obviously if you are not taking care of yourself in real life you are just going to die and people aren't going to know what's what happened to you and you won't be missing one reality but you will in the other yeah because like can you imagine they'll hold this amazing like massive fantasy funeral where everyone is just crying because you were such a a notable player but in real life you'll get like a nameless grave yeah not even your family will show up oh god that is rough yeah how prodigy do we want to make this kid we want him to be like a 14 year old in his own apartment all alone oh yes i see this prodigy as someone who is like super successful yeah like they made it work for so long they've only just recently stopped making it work yeah but even then like they're basically retired yeah do they still keep in contact with their family i feel like prodigy kid would be so busy that like mom and dad would try and contact them they'd be like i'm sorry i'm programming gotta pay attention to computer stuff yeah i definitely it's either prodigy like you know push his parents away or parents are just so proud and living off of prodigy's wealth that they don't yeah. even really think about it it's like of course we haven't heard from our kid in two years yeah. he's <laughs> curing cancer they're the kind of parents who always talk about their kid like oh we're so proud of him he does this he's done this he created that mm-hmm. but never like well how is he doing <laughs> is he is he okay does he have a therapist? <laughs> nope. This child needs a therapist. This child needs a therapist in VR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Even better, like, if it's not a, a real therapist, it could just be, like, an NPC. And the burnout <gasps> gifted kid is just, like, talking no. through all of his shit and the NPC what is, What if it's like, an NPC the kid made? Oh, that'd be even better. Oh. I just, I love imagining it's, like, a one of those living trees that can only say the same three lines over and over. Oh, my God. But Prodigy is just, like... Cause I just I love the idea of this prodigy like spiraling further and further into these hallucinations of like oh no we're really having a conversation but you're not yeah because you're just so you're done with life that just reminds me of like the person who's talking to the wise owl and all the owl is saying is who yeah. <laughs> who yeah oh 
it's so sad like when you really get into that trope of like the wise old creature that can only say one or two things yeah but yeah how intricate do you see this vr world being because i've kind of had it in my head as like anime fantasy world oh yeah like Like, the perfect vr like you put on this headset and you hook up like nerve sensors and it takes it takes the messages from your brain and translates it into your character Mm -hmm. so you're basically walking around except you're not interesting and would you say that this is like accessible to the public or is it only for the rich kids i kind of want it to be accessible to the public that way you have the kid in vr interacting with these very ordinary people who are happy despite not being prodigies Mm -hmm. because then i feel like with having it be accessible to the public you can also set up this weird caste system of people who have played who have paid for vr premium oh yeah just like wait you're happy but you can't afford the white dragon sword (laughs) yeah How can you be happy if you don't have the greatest materials? And the other people are like, I'm just grinding, dude. Like, back off. Yeah. Do you think the kid would hack the game? Yeah, absolutely. Because he knows how to. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those little stunts he pulls, probably in this, like, the beginning of this would-be novel, Mm -hmm. where it's just, like, little things to make his ego go up a bit. But as time progresses, they just become less and less impressive. Of course you can hack the game. You built it. At some point during the plot, they fix the bug, so he can't hack it anymore. And then he just has to deal with it. Oh, I feel like that would give him, like, a nervous breakdown. Like, I can't be good enough anymore because I can't fix myself. I don't have... I can't pretend to be good anymore. Yeah. I don't have control over myself. I don't have control over anything. Because that's going to give any, like, gifted burnout such a breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the... I guess, what are the successes of this character? Does this story end in tragedy? Or do we see the gifted burnout kid get a real therapist who is not a talking tree? <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever seen therapist in, like, creative works before. They normally yeah. stunt that with, like, here's the romantic interest, or here's your new best friend, or here's a tree. Yeah, what is with that, like... Oh, you go to see the therapist, but at the end of the book, you're married with two kids. Like, what is... Can we only show vulnerability to people we're romantically interested in? That's dumb. Mm-hmm. Don't submit anything with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that our beloved audience would ever do something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I really would just like to see a... Like, emotionally, instinctively, I want this kid to end, like, miserable, trapped in the game forever, will never leave. Like, just the worst possible ending. But also, like, talking about this as someone who does occasionally enjoy a happy ending, like, how would you, how would you end that on a satisfactory note? Um, the end of that would probably, I mean, as a plot device, it's probably a good idea to have him, like, make a friend and the friend, like, gives him growth. But I'd love to end it on, like, he's in the real world and he's walking into a therapist's office. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, like, I would even love to have that final paragraph where he's walking through just be so reminiscent of him walking through the video game world as if yeah. he's trying to find magic in real life again. Yeah. Because it's like, that is sort of what makes a burnout kid, makes being a burnout kid the worst, is you just lose your interest in life. Yeah. I would love to have a scene where he's like, 
confronting his parents who are so stupid proud of him and he's like i know stop that i'm not as good as you think i am stop building me up yeah like i'm 14 or i'm 15 like i'm just i'm going through shit like i talked to a tree for five hours in a video game like i am not okay yeah yeah that'd be really interesting even if you wanted to take it from like a very psychological horror or just abstract means, I imagine him like confronting his parents in his own mind and they're just like cardboard cutouts. Oh god. It's like they have the voice boxes like just taped shittily on the he back. He programs their likeness into the game. Oh yeah, and then he's oh. just arguing with them. Yes. But they're like perfect parents in the game, right? They're exactly oh, yeah. what he wanted them to be. I would love it, too, if he hacked the game in a way where the final boss for him is the child he programmed them to have. The perfect boy he left with them. What is the perfect boy, then? Is it a succeeded prodigy, or is it just... Or is it a failure, or just some normal kid? I think it's legitimately, like, it is in his exact likeness, just he kept going. Like, he had the motivation to keep waking up every day. And it's like, that's what makes it so difficult because they're having this conversation where the burnout kid is like, you can't possibly be real. And the other guy is just like, yeah, I'm not. You programmed me like this. Oh my God. It's a really, before this episode, I had a really hard time figuring out like what I would do with a virtual reality prompt because I feel like they're so overdone all the Mm -hmm. time, especially in anime, like Mm. so much. If I see one more in anime, I will (laughs) sue. It's just like... But there's a lot of different ways you could take it. Yeah, I love the idea of VR on a much more personal level as opposed to like, we're all stuck in here. What do we do now? SAO. SAO. SAO is. <laughs> but like on protected. a much more personal level, you have to ask, why did you go into this VR world? Why do you keep going back? What does this world mean to you? Oh, yeah. And like, how invested are you in this space? Like, it's. This is clearly making. Like, just taking it from, like, a regular person who's just in love with this fantasy world. Like, you're having a good time, but why are you having a better time here? Yeah. Like, what is stopping you from leaving? Because I feel like that is so much more interesting than forcing your characters to stay in one space. Yeah. Make them choose not to leave. Yeah, you got to imagine there'd be, like, these these rich kids who always grew up with money and they couldn't ask for anything else in life and they just decide fuck life i'm gonna spend the rest of my days in this fantasy world Mm -hmm. because at least in the fantasy world you have something to do yeah if you're not constantly like on the grind desperate for money like what what is there left Mm -hmm. besides the normal social things i'm not saying that social things are less cool than money (laughs) but sometimes social things don't fit in my bank account (laughs) but just like on a serious note it's like you have to fight for everything in uh mmorpgs like you have to you are constantly grinding it is not a good time but for some reason you keep sinking like six to seven hours in this fantasy gotcha game that shouldn't exist no call it's a gotcha game now it's a gotcha game is this becoming an intervention for uh, genshin impact yes don't play genshin impact they did not indeed sponsor us they did not sponsor us. they anti-sponsored us i'm sponsoring you to not play genshin <laughs> Seek help before it happens. But if they did want to sponsor us. If they did want to sponsor us, totally cool. (laughs) Reach out. We need money. I'm broke and I know that Genshin Impact has the money. 
We're college students. Help. <laughs> Please. Anyways. But it's just like you put in so many hours uh, grinding for things with like those rare, like taking Genshin as an example. I've spent six hours looking for one item that I still don't have. Oh, honey. It's fine. But I do it every weekend. <gasps> every weekend. But I still play it because I love the game. Mm -hmm. And because it's better than struggling in real life. So it's like for this burnout kid who has struggled in real life being thrown into this situation where they have to fight for everything along with the pretty privileged rich kids. Mm -hmm. Like it just it creates a very strange society within the game. Do you suppose this prodigy kid hates people who are smarter than him? Are there people who are smarter than him? I think so. Yeah. There's there's always someone who's smarter. You know, there's always someone who's more talented. It doesn't even have to be in, like, his area of expertise. Like, d maybe he's the best in programming. What if there's someone who's better at math than him and it drives him fucking crazy? Ooh, I even love it if it's just, like, they're better at hunting animals in-game. And yeah. he's just so annoyed. He's like, I yeah. know where all the locations are. And, like, our secondary character's like, yeah, but you can't hit them. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting because I'm like, as far as I was concerned, I wasn't imagining this prodigy as someone who recognizes that there are people who are smarter than him. I just imagined him as someone who is so fucking pretentious that like mm. no one's smarter than me. He'd have to realize that there are people better than him. I love the recognition of knowing there are other people better than you, though, because that contributes to burnout mm -hmm. because you're like, wow, I was supposed to be perfect. Right. I was supposed to be amazing, but there are all these people who stand above me. Oh, yeah. I mean, because once you were in the limelight, but now you're in the shadow. And yeah. like, that is a rough dichotomy. And yet people still keep praising him for how amazing he is. Oh, yeah. Because, Aww. oh, you're just as good. You've had just as many accomplishments. No, you haven't. You suck. Oh, God. <laughs> Pull it together, 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> no. Talking about, like, a, a cast for this would be really interesting, too, because I would want just, like, an absolute dork of a female lead. Like, just mm. low level, but for some reason is hoarding items. <laughs> like, she can't afford a house in-game, but she has a massive cave. Someone who can't really, like, play the game, but just picks things up. Oh, yeah. Like, everything falls into her lap somehow, and it's like, ma'am, ma'am, this is a gotcha game. It's not supposed to work like that. <laughs> But yeah, because then it'd be also interesting is like deciding which characters, if we're going with like the hallucination route, which of these characters are real and which of them aren't. Because I would love if the female lead didn't exist. I think that's funny. <laughs> like just have this amazing character who the audience like loves so much. Like, oh, she's so dynamic and she's not like that shitty asshole protagonist, mm -hmm. but she's the one that's not real. Yeah, it makes sense for like things just keep falling into her lap, even though she sucks at the game. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And no one can actually live in a cave in this game. Yeah, I would love one of the class, the one of the cast to be like a legitimate gamer boy. Like he's oh. played all the games. Oh, yeah. He owns Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> he's the heir to the Mountain Dew like fortune. <laughs> What, what kind of person would this, like, gamer boy be? Would he be obnoxious? Because I almost want him... Because it seems like our protagonist is so, like, tightly wound, like, very control freak. Mm -hmm. I almost don't want to throw in, like, a aggressively opposing um, gamer boy elitist in the mix. Mm. I just want, like, a funny, quiet gamer boy who's like, yep, good at things. Bonk. Level 90. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I don't know, because classic gamer boy in my head is, like, really loud and passionate. Oh, yeah, and, like, extremely competitive. Oh, yeah. Like, can never, he goes into dungeons by himself. <laughs> it's obnoxious. No one likes him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then the question becomes, is this just a group of, like, players who no one else in the game likes? Oh. Because that'd be so funny. It's just this group of, like, this unlikable misfits and nice gamer girl who isn't real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting. Just be wild. How do they meet, then? Oh, the classic way. I'm looking for a guild to join. <laughs> I'm sitting in the lobby with my fancy armor waiting for someone to notice me. <laughs> no, I mean, that could be the way. But also maybe just, like, meeting on a quest. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking there's like an event for people to meet and form a guild and then people do it and there's like thousands of people there and they slowly start trickling out and then suddenly you have our main characters all in the room together because no one else wanted them. Oh right, absolutely. And you know that they were like trying, not Prodigy, he's too good for this. Mm -hmm. Gamer Boy maybe, he's just like, hey, looking for someone to run this impossible raid with. And, like, everyone's like, absolutely not, dude. Because <laughs> it'd be funny, too, if we had, like, two other characters who were excitable and just like, we want to join a guild, but we're really not good at the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to sort of balance things out. What if one of the characters is, like, this this seven-year-old girl? Oh, we love little girls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she doesn't, doesn't understand the controls. Does no. not get the, But somehow steals a major kill. Like she steals a major kill from Prodigy Kid. Oh yeah, yep. Especially because wherever you place that in the book, it's going to be very impactful. Like if you put that closer to the beginning, Prodigy's gonna lose his shit. Like oh, it's yeah. just going to be, how dare you? And it's gonna be like a seven-year-old on mic. Sorry. <laughs> or she starts crying. Oh yeah, just sobbing, oh. sad face emojis like all through the chat. <laughs> But then, like, if you put it closer to the end where Burnout Kid is, or maybe not closer to the end, because the end could be tragedy or happy, but if you put it, like, maybe near the building to the climax, maybe Prodigy's, like, okay with her taking that kill. Because mm -hmm. maybe Prodigy realizes that life is not about me and my success. Dude, I want Prodigy Kid to beat up a streamer. Oh. <laughs> I want this, like, entire little group of misfits to take out, like, a popular streamer. Yeah. <laughs> like, steal that impossible, like, raid. And just kick him out. And I want the seven-year-old to, like, drop an obscenity in the chat. I think that's the funniest thing. <laughs> like, I'm talking Fortnite chat obscenities. Like, <laughs> it doesn't sound like it should be legal in-game. It's just amazing. Yeah. I want this streamer to lose all of his subscriptions. <laughs> because of this, like, losing to a seven-year-old. Yes. Oh. This has been Off the Notepad. I hope you all enjoyed that first segment as much as I have. In the next segment, we meet a feisty teenage girl who is pretty done with her everyday life. And she is looking to explore the world around her. The only problem with that is that she lives in a bunker. Hope you all enjoy this next segment. I know I did. Yeah, do we want to? <laughs> like, these, these are some good uh, little bloopers. <laughs> some little content savers. <laughs> Hot takes on my hero, Aka. <laughs> submit your submit your my hero fanfics. Fuck yeah. To I'd love it's to a read kind those. of space. 
Listen, I'll make it about space. You send it. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not legal. Don't Alter do that. Alternate universe is considered space. <laughs> Just like label it alternate space instead of alternate universe. That'll be enough. <laughs> I'll call it good. No, I won't. I have to be a good editor. <laughs> Oops, sorry. You're good. Okay. Are you ready for our next protagonist? Absolutely. We haven't had a girl yet, so I, I have I have a girl ready. Oh. It is she's the hardcore feisty like street punk. She has every issue in the book. Daddy issues, mommy issues, anger issues. Like all of them. Every single one. So I have it kind of written out that these characters are typically not punished equally. Like we talked about the mad scientist archetype where it's like, yeah, you do a shit thing, shit gets done to you. No, this girl struggles through it. Like every consequence is a nuclear bomb because it all builds up mm. with her character. She is reckless, she endangers everything around her, and then it drops on her. Mm -hmm. Typically, these characters only find success when either they chill the fuck out or when they just give in to the violence and rage. Uh-huh. So really, could go either way. But that's that's uh -huh. who we're working with. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay. So let's try. A solar flare has caused the average temperature of the world to rise by 30 degrees. Our protagonist is someone who lives in a bunker but wants to go out and explore what the world has become. Oh, yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> has she been... Hmm, was she alone in this bunker, you think? Did she have family there? I don't know. I'm wondering, has she been there her whole life? Oh, How long has the world bunker. been like this? I feel like she so was. Like, she was born yeah. in this bunker. She's, like, punching the wall because she wants to get out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I love the idea that maybe it's, um, the world has been like this for as long as she can remember. She kind of, like, pops out of a stasis pod almost. Oh. And she's, like, the only, um, character who survived some sort oh. of apocalypse. So it's, like, there's other pods in their room, but they've gone dark. Oh, no. And there's, like, there's enough, uh... Enough resources in this room to, like, take care of seven people or however many there were supposed to be. But mm -hmm. because it's just her, like, she lasts so much longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Interesting. Do you imagine there's, like, other bunkers on Earth with alive people in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I imagine there's, like, tons of other bunkers. Because yeah, yeah, then yeah. we can talk about one of my favorite subjects is bunker hierarchy. Is the the rich bunkers are, like, closer uh -huh. to the core for whatever reason. I think uh -huh. it's funny. <laughs> but like poor people bunkers are closer to the surface mm -hmm. closer to the radiation perhaps the right, solar right. flare all the scary stuff right but this girl isn't looking to dig deeper she's looking to get out and onto yeah. the surface so then we have to talk about what is on the surface mm-hmm yeah i'm fi now i don't know a lot about solar flares but i'm thinking just like y world is a desert now oh yeah like you got the 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 equator which is now like sahara desert all around you can barely breathe there and you have somewhere up north like canada where it's like we are now reaching 100 degree summers 115s which you know it's not that's not that bad like that's kind of where i grew up in 115 summers but mm -hmm. still at the same time like you got to prepare for stuff like that. Like, you need that water. You need air conditioning to live in that kind of stuff. Right. 
So it's so interesting to think about someone like coming out of the ground and they're like, ah, it's hot. I can't touch the ground. It's extreme. Yeah. I almost wonder if you would have to like somehow right away to prepare your protagonist. Like maybe they have access to like a screen that shows above ground mm. and like temperature. So she has to like teach herself how to understand the weather system. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I want this girl to be like thick skull, like uses head to break things is living on a concussion or yeah. like actually pretty darn smart yeah 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 yeah. because i feel like for a dystopian world she'd have to be pretty tactile i'd love her to be smart but like with really obvious holes in her knowledge oh yeah yeah like she doesn't know that people used to live on the surface like it's just the surface has always been what it is empty yeah she finds like a abandoned town Mm. up there and it's just the weirdest thing to her like why are there bunkers up here Uh, who who allowed for this yeah 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 yeah. that'd be interesting too because i love that the like the assumption could also be maybe there are aliens living on the surface maybe aliens built this because humans can't do that humans will die in this heat oh i love that yeah be interesting i feel like naturally she either has to find another bunker and go into it or she has to find that like something or people have actually started living on the surface again yeah 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 because i love the idea of her finding like this beautiful oasis land and the people like treating her like shit because they don't want the people to start coming out of their bunkers again oh yeah i would love what if it's like both you know like she goes to this beautiful oasis no one wants they like you know capture her in prisoner because they don't want her to go and tell people like it's safe up here like Mm -hmm. this place is amazing and then she leaves and she goes to a bunker and they're like what the fuck you were at the surface like where did you come from (laughs) i mean yeah i would love for her to meet like our secondary protagonist in this oasis like i think she's another teenage girl who grew up in the oasis and didn't realize that there were people in bunkers oh my god yeah so yeah because that would be really cute. Because then that would make sense. Then maybe our secondary protagonist breaks her out of jail. It's uh-huh. like, it's wrong for us to keep all of this wealth to ourselves. Yeah, Share yeah. the commonwealth, comrades. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was communist propaganda all along. <laughs> comrade. <laughs> comrade. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, but like genuinely, this could be a really good story on oh, yeah. how capitalism works. Mm-hmm. And just sort of that idea of how every man for himself doesn't work in a society and can't work for long. Because mm-hmm. I like that our protagonist is antithetical to that. Like, she is reckless. She is taking all of these risks, bringing the people out of the bunkers, bringing them to the land. Gets into so many fights. So many fights. But I think she's good at fighting for whatever reason. I think she's been practicing <laughs> punching that wall so good. <laughs> like, her fists are basically iron. Yeah. Yeah. This is a slightly different take on the prompt, but what if she, like, she escapes this bunker and finds out that this soul, the entire thing about the solar flare was a lie. There was no solar flare. Who told the lie? Was it by the governments of the world? Was it just decided by some random scientist who went, for kicks, I'm just going to send everyone underground? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I could see it being both. 
Mm. What if there's mm. a scientist who convinces the government, like, hey, there's going to be a solar flare, and then, like, a year into it, he's like, haha, I lied to y'all, and they're like, like, well, we have to keep going. Like, well, we can't let the people know that we fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's just going to live underground. I love the idea of the scientist being, I, first off, love scientist characters. I love it when they're antagonists. But I really want this to be our 29 repressed wreck of a person doing his, like, experiments above land, like, on the surface and just, like, fucking shit up. So when this teenage girl shows up, it's like, you need to leave. I've made a toxic waste, like, ground. He sent everyone underground so he could experiment without hurting anybody. Yes. And this girl is like, I want to see what the surface looks like. And he's like, please don't. <laughs> it's actually embarrassing how much I've ruined the environment. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a really great way to go into, like, environmentalism. Oh, yeah. Too. Just, like, on a serious note, if the scientist has been abusing, like, the above-ground resources. Because then I feel like that's another reason for the government to just let it happen. Like, oh, well, I mean, all of, like, the world's people are in bunkers now. But mm-hmm. we can come out the strongest. Like, the yeah. typical American military yeah. move. But, like, yeah, I don't know. And then is the scientist actually experimenting, like, to create weapons for war? Or is the scientist trying to save the world? Because maybe the solar flare isn't happening now, but it will. Mm, I don't know. I find I find it hard to think he'd be making weapons because with everyone in bunkers, what the hell are you going to use the weapons for? That's true. Like, what would be the point? Yeah. Yeah. Unless there's some psychotic government official somewhere who's like, but I need those weapons. There's always, there's always one of those in every story, like just in the background, like, ah, I want to do a war and like no one else wants to do the war. In the high school rom-coms, I need those weapons. I need the- <laughs> Commander Sanders, I need the weapons. It's just, why are they always there, you know? Yeah. It's weird. No, I mean, yeah. So it's like maybe if we do have like the psychotic official, if not, maybe he's just promised like wealth of some kind to the government. Like, no, actually, like we have some scientific successes up here. So if everyone else goes underground, we can gather resources up here. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like in- investigating some kind of anomaly that happens above ground. What if he's just like entirely psychotic and just like tells the government like, yeah, send everyone underground. As soon as they're underground, he kills all of the government officials. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Above ground. Yeah. No, I imagine like he is the only person who is on the surface. And then this teenage girl shows up and then there's two. And that's a problem for this man. Not the teenage girl. No, our protagonist is, like, having the time of her life. Mm -hmm. Punching mutated creatures, jumping over, like, gross biohazardous swamps. Like, this is the greatest thing she's ever seen. Oh, yeah. She almost dies. Wow, that was an amazing day. She's like, I just feel like I appreciate life so much more. I feel so alive, even (laughs) though I almost died. Like, I could never have gotten this experience in my boring bunker with my (laughs) stupid dad. These characters always have to have, like, such intense daddy issues, and I don't get why. It's either mom said I couldn't do this, so then I became, like, a revolutionary, or dad said I couldn't do this once, and now I hate him. Daddy issues are fantastic, though. They so are. Like, I say that with all of the love in my heart. Daddy issues are, they make characters. Like, ugh, very good. 
What if dad was like an archaeologist and daughter just wants to make him proud by going up to the surface? Oh, yeah. I think she wants to see what he's been talking about. Yeah. I think she wants to see firsthand. But dad's like, no, I'm satisfied just reading my little books and digging up the occasional human fossil. Like, I'm good. I don't have to go up there. But daughter's like, no, no, dad. I'm going up there to jump over biohazardous swamps. It's amazing. Yeah. What would also be really interesting is, like, how the bunker system works. Because I always imagine it's, like, not too, like, far beneath the surface. But also, our sewer systems across the world go pretty deep. Yeah. So it's, like, are the people living in, like, modified sewers? I think that'd be funny. Ooh. (laughs) Not for the people living in them, but it would be funny. I think that'd be so cool, though, because, like, the sewers are like automatically this new highway system oh yes sewer boarding (laughs) jet propelled just ramping over rat corpses like it's gross as fuck no these people are living Mm -hmm. god i love that i hope we like open on this scene where like protagonist is sewer boarding with her friends and they just like crash into something and make a big mess and they're reprimanded by whatever authority lives in the sewers mm-hmm. like don't do that don't crash through our nice sewer walls because i love like it's so cliche but i love stories that open like that where protagonist is like breaking something mm-hmm. have we exhausted this topic i feel like that was i think sewer boarding was the most important part <laughs> <laughs> sewer boarding was in fact the most important part it's true how does only, sewer boarding only if it's like you can use it for both wa- like boarding on like surfing and also waterboarding oh yeah no i'm imagining like airboarding like it's we are talking like back to the future shit like you are jumping on that but you're also just like again using the rat corpses to like ramp up off of oh. it's so gross but it's so good Maybe I'll I'll submit my own sewer boarding story to Camus. Absolutely. How does that have to do with space? How does this have to do... Oh, the solar flare. Yes. Yes. Solar flare or the space between my board and the sewer. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the space between my board and your face. <laughs> I mean, that too. That could be a great, like, protagonist line. She would so say that. She would. She would threaten to, like, break so many limbs. I, I love protagonists who are so, like headstrong it's obnoxious mm-hmm. i love them yeah <sighs> that's so good but yeah well thank you all for joining us in our live studio for <laughs> episode three uh remember that as we keep saying canvas submissions exist and are done by december 17th so submit submit or we'll come for you you will perish <laughs> Better submit than perish, you know? You feel me? Yeah, I'm sure you do. Okay. You might become a victim of a solar flare. Yes, or sewer boarding accidents. They happen and they're a lot more nefarious than you think. But thank you for listening to Off the Notepad. Woo! We'll catch you in the next one. Comrade. Comrade.